Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Joyce Erickson with BelieversBibleSchool.com. And we are doing moments in Proverbs, studying today Proverbs 4, verses 14 through 20. And we are at the end of the week. It is Friday today and day number 25. And what we have learned is that King Solomon was teaching the good from the evil to his son. However... We have also learned that both King Solomon and his son, neither one of them, continued to follow in the path of righteousness. Therefore, they both brought the nation of Israel to ruin. So then what does that say to us as believers in Christ if we do not remain faithful to the Lord and His ways? Let's begin by going to Proverbs 14 through 17, where we are comparing now the good from the wicked and evil. And King Solomon, he's attempting to teach us on the dangers of going down the path of the wicked, comparing it to going down the path in which the Lord has designated for him. Proverbs 4, 14. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the ways of, of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn, it aw- turn away from them and pass on, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall, for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Well, we're tempted to say, I could never become that evil. Surely King Solomon must have been talking about the really wicked in society. However, he was not. You see, Satan's job is to destroy whomever he chooses for destruction. He doesn't play games. He is serious about destroying people. And the more he can get Christian leaders to stumble, it is easier for him to destroy what God has set up as beautiful and according to his purpose. You see, pull a leader down and the followers will tumble. It isn't that Satan is stronger than God because that's certainly not the case. It is mankind who has chosen to either follow God or back away being tempted and deceived by Satan, going, back, going down even inadvertently unaware of the path of wickedness. So God has spoken to Solomon when he first became king over Israel to never marry any foreign wives, for they would be the cause of his downfall. Sure enough, before long, Solomon became smitten with Egypt's pharaoh's daughter and made her his wife. From that point on, to keep peace with Israel and the foreign nations around him, which were all idol worshippers, King Solomon married daughters of foreign wives to keep peace with Israel. Oh, the very thing that God said, do not do. And all in all, 
Solomon collected 7,000 wives and 300 concubines in his political moves. And one of those wives was named Nama, an Ammonite and an idol worship, who became the mother of Jeroboam, the future king of uh, after Solomon. So then that made Rehoboam 50% Jewish and 50% Ammonite blood. Already there was a breach in that the future king of Israel was only partial, a partial Israelite. And we know from past teachings that Solomon kept erecting building projects for his foreign wives, which extravagant amounts of money were poured out of Israel's treasury. Now, while Solomon was the richest king at one time, his funds kept depleting as he catered to his his foreign wives with their own castles and places of worship for their foreign gods. And then to continue on with his building projects, Solomon eventually stopped hiring outside people, meaning the Phoenician workers, and he made his own people slaves to indulge in his foreign wives. This depleted the treasury of King Solomon, and hatred grew among his own people in the forcing of slavery upon his own people, the Israelites. And as such, the kingdom of Solomon began to deteriorate. It began to fall apart. And by the time of Solomon's death, the kingdom of Israel was on its way toward ruin. So this is the kingdom that Rehoboam inherited from his father when he became king over Israel. And when Rehoboam became king, he had no heart for God because his own father fell to Satan's ways as he lost his fear and love for God and he taught his son otherwise simply through his action. Because Solomon, as his father fell, so did the son. We know that without the fear of God, there is no beginning to wisdom. No knowledge, no understanding, and certainly none of God's wisdom will come to anyone who lacks God's knowledge and understanding. Rehoboam King Rehoboam depended on foolish counsel while he kept reaping one bad consequence after another. Rehoboam demanded even more taxation out of his people, just like Solomon did toward the end, bringing on more hatred for the new king of Israel. Rebellion came to Israel in one fell swoop. Rehoboam lost ten of the twelve tribes, amounting to half of his kingdom. Verse 18. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that gives even brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked 
is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words and incline your ear to my sayings. So then on the total opposite end of the spectrum, the path of the person who follows after God shines brighter like the dawn of a new day, growing brighter and brighter unto full daylight. The wicked, however, walk around in darkness, blind to whatever they do, because they simply cannot see what makes them tumble over and over again. They simply repeat the same wrongs continuously. There's no fear of God, and they walk in the ways of their own understanding. So then, King Solomon, in his early days, and just as his father says, pay attention to what I'm trying to teach you. But what a travesty, because Solomon failed to obey God and his righteousness. Solomon and his son Rehoboam's rebellion toward God and swaying off the path of righteousness put them both into Satan's hands, and it eventually ruined the whole nation of Israel. In the end, Rehoboam died after reigning only over two tribes of the kingdom of Judah, and he reigned for only 17 years. Worse yet, Rehoboam's son, Abijah, had a shorter reign of only three years. Such a terrible legacy for the wisest and richest man the richest king in the world. Imagine what history, what the history of Israel would have become if King Solomon listened and obeyed God until the end. Then if his son whom Solomon taught had also been faithful to heed the advice of his father, if only... Can we see how important it is for us today, us as believers in Christ, to stay on the path that God has chosen for us? Since the enemy is continuously out there to rob, kill, and destroy, he can even do it a little at a time. And we need to remain faithful to the ways of the Lord, turning our backs on Satan and his temptations. Reminds me of the scripture verse in Hebrews chapter 6 verses 4 through 8 where it says it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift who have shared in the Holy Spirit who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain, often uh, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful for those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessings of the God of God, but land that produces thorns and thistles 
is worthless and in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Solomon did not remain faithful until his very end. His son, even when he first became king, rejected the Lord in his ways. So then, what was their eternal destination? And then what about us today as believers in Jesus Christ? What is the message that God has for his children in this section of Proverbs today? Unlike Solomon and Rehoboam, can we remain faithful to the Lord and his ways until the very end? For if we don't, do we see the dangers that face us for our disobedience? Great questions to ponder over today. Well, it's Friday, and we will be back again on Monday. And so have a great weekend, and we will converse on Monday morning. In the meantime, God bless you, and this is Pastor Joyce Erickson with BelieversBibleSchool.com signing out. Bye-bye.